Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Andrew DeWolf. And I'm Liz Estep. And welcome to Musicals with Cheese, a podcast where I try to get Andrew and Liz to like musical theater. And welcome to this photography exhibition that we are currently at. We are recording this live from a photo exhibition in the fanciest part of New York. Um, Andrew Liz, how would you describe the environment we're in? Uh, it's like a lot of pictures. Uh, some uh, snobby guy took pictures and fucking pretentious... I, I don't know. This, <laughs> this fucking guy with the glasses on, he looks like... A, Is it Doug Walker? <laughs> He looks like Mark from fucking Rent. <laughs> Mark from Rent took all these photos of homeless people and his husband wrote songs about it. I, I, I was going to try to do like this whole bit where we're pretending we're in a photo exhibition and for each one we're doing a mini podcast of each song that is also a photo. But you know what? That's too much work. This week we are covering 35 mil- millimeter. Um, fuck, it has a proper title. A musical exhibition. Cue the music. Chords and stages, pixel pages of truth. Oh, alive, stopped in pose in a world that never goes. Time stops. 
So 35mm, a musical exhibition, is a song cycle written by Ryan Scott Oliver based on photographs by Matthew Murphy, his husband. Um, a full developmental production was presented at the Urban Stages in December of 2010, directed by Daisy Prince. Um, 35mm made its off-Broadway world premiere at the Gal- Galapagos Art Space in New York City on March 7, 2012, and the album was recorded at the Sears Sound in New York City in February of 2012. The quote-unquote plot or just basically press release of 35mm is a picture is worth a thousand words. What about a song? Can a picture inspire a song or 15? In 35mm, a photo creates a unique song. Moments frozen in time. A glimmer of a life unfolding. A glimpse of something happening. A stunning new multimedia musical, which explores a groundbreaking new concept in musical theater. This intricately woven collection of stories told through songs reimagines what the modern American musical can be. So that's the plot of the show. So I gotta ask, okay? Like, right before we even start here. Is there a show to this? Or is it, like... There's just a bunch of pictures that go with the songs. Like, is there a show element? Because we didn't watch a show element. No. Or you didn't send me one. No. <laughs> there is. Okay. Often it's kind of minimalist. Like, they will do more or less a stripped down stage production and portray the image that they're representing on a projector behind them. Um, quite so it's often- basically like there's just a big picture and then people come up and say. Yes. A lot of other people have done different interpretations. Like, when this is picked up for licensing, they have done interpretations like that. But in the original form, it is more or less a concert with photos to go along. Okay. Um, I was just wondering. This show has had a life of its own in, <laughs> in animatic form, which I think is sincerely one of the best ways to engage with some musical theater is fans making animatics of what they think the plot is. Um, truly the best art form of musical theater. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I think before... We can't cover this show like we do all the other times. We can't do our Ben Brantley reviews. We can't do our mid-shows. So We, we kind of have to talk about each song at face value because they are not connected really by a theme aside from, you know, the photos that uh, Ryan Scott Oliver's husband, Matthew Murphy, took. And yeah, um, do either of you know anything about Ryan Scott Oliver before we dive in? Absolutely not. I've never heard of this man. <laughs> Um, he is a renowned composer. He just released a new album recently. I think he's great. I think his music skills okay. are incredible. Um, and our former guest and I can say good friend, Emily Clark, childhood best friends with Ryan Scott Oliver. So she Give me is a song recommendation. I'll play it in here. Um, what do you got? Hmm. Honestly, they're all from this. Like, so I don't really want to kind of give it they're away. They're all from this. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cut that out. I was but, expecting something from outside of it. Like, he has a brand new <laughs> album. I just started listening to it the other day. I'm still unpacking it, so I really okay. can't. Okay. Okay. Um, he also did Jasper and Deadland, which is interesting. I, it's not quite my style, but I do like it. I think he's a brilliant musician, and I think what he does is very interesting. However. There are two kind of warring albums with relatively the same cast members at this time. Um, You have this album, 35mm, and you have Drew Gasparini's album, which has Lindsay Mendez and Alex Brightman and a lot of other people that are in this album as well. And I kind of prefer Drew Gasparini's album. (laughs) And a lot of those songs that I thought were from 35mm are actually in Drew Gasparini's album. So wait, what's the difference between the two albums? Um, there's <laughs> different composers. His album is called oh, okay. I Could Use a Drink, um, and has, like, 
let's take a look at this. It has Alex Brightman as well. It also has Lindsay Mendez, and it has a good mix of comedy numbers and dark, dark numbers, basically back to back. Ben Crawford as well. So they're a similar uh, format, though. They're a similar format, unrelated songs, a lot of the same musicians, a lot of the same vocalists. And <laughs> Lindsay Mendez has a very dark, moody song in both of them that kind of steal the show that everyone talks about. And everyone in the world, in the general consensus, really loves 35 millimeter. They are really obsessed with that. And then I'm in my own little corner like, I really like Drew Gasparini's I Could Use a Drink. Um, I really <laughs> like um, this song where Lindsay Mendez sings about probably being Harley Quinn. I don't know. Um, so... It's kind of me diving into this for the first time, properly engaging with it, aside from like one or two songs that I knew and really loved. So I'm kind of going into this as raw as you guys, aside from maybe one or two numbers. So let's go to the first song that introduces the concept, and that is Stop Time. Is this the one where they're talking about the uh, camera and like how it takes a picture and stop and like literally yes, freezes time? Exactly that. It's basically um, setting up the, the concept for the relationship. Yeah. It's it's literally the and I didn't understand what I was going into, but I I understood immediately that this was just setting up the framework and why it's called thirty five millimeter and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But what do you it, think? It really just feels like an introduction. Yeah, it is. But what do you think of the initial premise? Because I don't think we're really going to talk about it outside of this. So I kind of want to dive into this. Like the idea of taking images and turning them into songs on its own. I think it's it's like a piece that a lot of composers could use as a um, a way to test their storytelling ability. But it almost feels like a training exercise, and we're just seeing it now. I don't know. Like you you take a picture and you're like, how do I turn that into a song? Um, or it's kind of like a bunch of mini, it's like, instead of concept albums as concept songs, but you give every single one of them a a album cover. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually kind of fun. Like these are little mini concept songs with an album cover to go alongside of it. What about you, Liz? I I don't hate the idea. Like, especially if your collab, your photographer is literally your husband. Like it's like you're working with, you're one of the people you're closest with. Like, it's really interesting idea and I, it's not been done a ton, but. If the photographs don't have, like, a similar theme throughout, it feels like a bunch of EPs, like, at one after another that are kind of related, but not really. And they're not you bad, it- they're just not related. There are thematic ties between the songs. And I did take notes yeah. of, like, repeated courses, repeated, like, things turned on its head. So, I think... It needed a story outside of it, like, yeah. um... Like like that goosebumps, you know, where where it's like somebody has a camera and he's taking pictures of a bunch of people, and that's where the pictures you, come. You from. You want a framing device? I want a framing device. Yeah, the framing device is yeah. we're at an exhibition. We are at a photo exhibition, and these are a musical representation of those songs. Yeah, yeah. That's not a that's not much of a framing device. You like, are the I framing device. I already went to communication school and did that a bunch of times. I don't need to do it again. Like I'm good. <laughs> I'm the audience. I'm not a framing device. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to Crazy Town. Ha, oh, ding, dong. Ha, 
first time we have an image to go alongside of it andrew do you remember the image for this one a red gradient background i'm guessing a painted wall with a light on it Mm -hmm. Um, and then there is a a what looks like a framed picture of a person a person's lower head screaming and then like blended with the person not screaming facing the other direction <laughs> um, it's like double exposure, but with actual photographs. Like if you try to double expose a f- two physical photograph objects, it's interesting. Um, as photo photographically, I find it interesting and as um something engaging. Now, it'd be a good album cover. <laughs> it would be. Now, in relation to the song, For Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> um, what what I have the actual like genius description of it. But what do you think the song was about, Andrew? Uh, <laughs> this one I I couldn't really parse. Uh, there's a few that I was able to parse a lot better on just oh, yeah. one listen, but this one... This one is just about reality, and they make a lot of comparisons to Wonderland and Narnia and things like that, um, and imagery um, that is... I don't even know. Like it, It's a manifestation of a boy's illusions, more or less. Um, and you could either decide whether he's gone to heaven or hell. Um, it, it's... Like, hey, welcome to the world we're going to live in. And it is probably the most musically complex song on this album. It is the most Sondheim-y, kind of mixy, weird. Um, and it sets up the world of the show. Um, as Ryan Scott Oliver said in his commentary, um, he wrote a lot of songs that were meant for an audience and a lot of them that he just wrote from his soul. And this one, he didn't care if an audience got he kind of just wrote from his soul and everyone tried to pressure him to not make this the opening number they were like make on monday the opening number because it's like a charming little love song it'll kind of ease people in he's like no i want to put this insane song up front so that they will kind of know the 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 varied tones that we are going to have for the rest of this album it's an interesting take to put this at the beginning i think um it was a mistake and he should have listened to the people that said not to if you're doing a show, you kind of want people to uh, mm-hmm. be engaged right away, and you you probably shouldn't try to uh, mm-hmm. confuse them with the most surreal and odd number in your well, as your opener. I mean, the song is about <laughs> a little boy going to crazy town, being torn apart, and then having to start it again. So it is like a never-ending hell cycle. I don't know if either of you watched Preacher, where basically the premise of their hell is you have to relive the worst moment of your life over and over again until for all eternity. Um, which it sounds like this is taking a lot of influence for this. 
and basing it on a lot of dreams and nightmares that college students have. Um, I don't know why. Um, so the transitions. We're not really going to go into the transitions, but apparently they were just put there to kind of ease the audience and for no other reason. Like, give, give a nice little kind of ease between the, the songs. But let's move on to On Monday. Which, Andrew, tell us if you could parse that one. Okay. On Monday was about uh, people falling in love. Kind of. For the most part. There's a lot of it. <laughs> it's about, oh God. Like, okay, I love Betsy Wolf. This song annoys me a little bit. This is not oh? my kind of song at all. Um, it's about a girl that fell in love with a guy who thinks that she's a little too clingy and you have to stay away from me to make the love more powerful. And honestly, in my opinion, he's it's kind of abusive. If you, if you love it, let it go or something like no, that. No, no. It's if you love it, avoid it for a while and then it'll mean more when you get back to it at the end of the day. So, so it's about um, negging? Yes, this is a song about negging, and their specific <laughs> meetup date is Mondays and Mondays alone. And he just keeps calling her Garfield. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, but she comes in like they have different vibes of romantic, different romantic attachments, and he keeps calling her juvenile. But the song keeps saying you're too juvenile. And yes, I that, remember that. That I don't know what it is. That kind of. I don't like it. And this is just, there is no quality basis. I just kind of didn't like the way it sound. Look, you said this week I got to be John. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, you're being too juvenile. I mean, is that an effective thing in a relationship to like avoid them? No, no, we should, we should maybe actually, we should talk about the picture. Yeah, we should. What is the the image that goes alongside this one? Uh, It looks as though um, a a person is putting their hand in their pocket, and there is a person beside them uh, reaching out their hand as if to offer it to hold. It's about withholding your love. (laughs) And how that makes you a better lover. No, it's about being a douchebag. Yeah. People love in different ways, all right? That's just it's how it is. There are like there is a bullshit about like different attachment things. And like yeah, I've had true. conversation with people I really respect about attachment styles, but in my opinion, I think it's all bullshit. I think it's all about like egos and people's fear of intimacy at the end of the day. It's like zodiac yes. signs where it's like, oh my god, uh Mercury is in retrograde. That means I can be a bitch to anyone I want. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I I feel like I'm gonna piss off the Zodiac girlies right now. Let's move on to the next song, Carolee. Carolee is a terror. <sighs> but Carolee, Carolee, don't suck on that. Pays the bills. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Life has her manny beats a life on my fanny still. Carolee, <sighs> she kills. 
Spit. 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 Thank you. Okay, I actually know what this one's about, I think. <laughs> all right, Andrew. All yours. Go off. Uh, it's like a... He, this is like a person who's trying to... like. I thought it was about a person babysitting somebody, but now that I see the picture again, it's like a doll, so I'm not sure. Maybe the doll is Carolee and not, not like a girl. But I thought it was a person babysitting somebody and they fucking hated it. Well, and describe was, what the image really looks it. like really quick for the audience. Uh, the image is an American girl doll and then another American girl doll below it. But the, <clears throat> the other American girl doll... <laughs> Has her hair torn out and an eye missing. It's messed up. Also, it's a wish yeah. American Girl doll. That is not a real American Girl doll. It's not real, no, but it's. I didn't know how else to describe it. Um, you are correct, Andrew. It is about a, a nanny, a manny, a male nanny, who is babysitting this child and slowly goes insane from doing so to the point where he literally gives it to a homeless person on the street f- yes, and runs he, away. He, at the end, he gets out of it. Yes, um, but there is also the alternative reading that it is literally Satan. Like, people have read the literal reading that Carolee is Satan and he is trying to escape their clutches. I do not agree with that reading. I just, I think it's about how children are fucking awful. I, I feel like all of us are going to be childless 48-year-olds one day. God. If we're lucky. Know, man. 50-50. I'm still working that out in my head. <laughs> um, Carolee is Satan. Um. Th- it's an interesting kind of song, a little more funnier than we're used to, especially with the last couple. Um, yeah, I think this What I mean, I guess we're not really talking about the quality of whether or not we like it except for me. But do we like this song? I thought it was good. I liked it better than I like this Monday. one. I like this one the best out of the first three. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, we're going to have to do a ranking list at the end of this, yeah, aren't this, we? This one has started to There's pick no up There's no fucking me. way I can rank all of them. I cannot <laughs> There's no rank fucking all these. way. We'll do a collective ranking, you know? Okay. Um, <clears throat> the next is The Party Goes With You. We don't speak of names and faces. Why should we? We don't speak of husbands or homes or work or wives and happy lives. All we've got are lips and faces moving flawlessly, holding secrets in our This one, it took me a couple listens to figure out, and also I had to look at the genius, genius lyrics. But describe the image. Uh, the image is a man carrying uh, a bunch of balloons, um, and you can't see the man, and he's in New York City. Fair enough. The balloons are co- the balloons are covering him. You can almost smell the urine from the image. It's true. Yeah, you can. Um, this song I struggled with a little bit. Um, just trying to figure out what was it about. Did you have any idea just based on your general first watch, Andrew? I, honestly, I just I just thought it was about like uh, a woman who is with somebody who is the life of the party while she is not. Kind of. Like that is more or less what it is. Um, it's about a wife, allegedly, that 
is only there for show. Basically, someone that he only pulls out at parties, but is distant from any other time he is not in public. Yeah. Which is an interesting emotional idea to play with. I've met people like that where I don't think I've ever seen them interact with their wife that wasn't on, like, an event. And it's kind of sad, and you can see the sadness in their eyes, and that's a complex issue to play with. Bill Clinton? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're not wrong! Um, Sadly, I don't think Hillary sees that as much of a problem. No. No, I I don't don't think they live together. I think Hillary's living her best life. I mean, it's like Meryl Streep and her husband, allegedly. Or Will Smith and his wife. I honestly, I think that most, like, rich couples who care about their image, that's kind of how it is. Uh, Party goes with you. Good song, bad song, what do we think? Eh, it was fine. It was fine. fine. It's a little bit of a downer. I love Lindsay Mendez, too, but continue. Like, I don't know, it just didn't hit me. Maybe we're too young. That might be it, too. Uh, It took me a couple listens to even get what was going on, which is a part of, probably part of my problem. But I don't know. I kind of understood it, I just, the song wasn't, it didn't. It didn't vibe with me super well. That's fair. Um, And I feel similar ways, but I appreciated it in that Sondheim-y way where it's like, I haven't heard that before. I haven't heard this take before. Where a lot of Sondheim, like, songs for elder women, um, I don't resonate with, but I, like, appreciate the fact they exist. Um, Let's move on to Good Lady. Um... My lady wife, at dawn I roused to the sight And I, her long-tethered knight, found no answer I tore my blade from the wall, ran through its chamber and hall But not for search nor for squall, won no answer What man so jealous yet, to steal my lady away My maid with hair like jet and skin like pearl and ocean spray I beg you, hear my call Good lady, unworthy Answer, lady, won't you answer me? I don't even think this picture relates to like the song we get. This is a a picture from the set of Joker Two. This um, is this is this is Joaquin Phoenix. I am so excited for Joker Two, and I'm so excited to make us cover it on the podcast. Um, either way, describe what the image we have is, Andrew. Uh, it's a guy screaming while he holds his hands out and leans forward. He is in a water fountain. The water looks like fire behind him. He kind of looks like an X-Man. Which X-Man? He looks as though he is posing for a, like, he's the villain in a superhero movie, and he's doing the pose. What do you think this song is about, Andrew? Uh, This song is about a guy thinks that his wife is gone, and- His gamer GF. Realizes that she left him on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I knew a guy that this happened to. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Oh my god! Oh my god! Can we please elaborate on that? Without names. Uh, I don't want to give any names. No, don't give any names. I don't want to be specific or anything. But this guy moved to my state, and he was a bit of a drunk, and he thought he thought that his wife—it wasn't his wife; it was his girlfriend. He thought his girlfriend like died or something like that. But then he went back to his home state, and it realized that his girlfriend was just dating uh, a 
dude that was in a much better metal band than he was. <laughs> <laughs> How did you come up with the best punchline ever to the end of that story? I, I know it's based on reality, but holy shit, that like was set up like a joke. Uh, the saddest part is he moved back to his state and I haven't talked to him since so I don't know what's going on with him I hope he's alive you know what you should do (laughs) you should just send him this song just no context just send him the song good lady and see what happens but wow moving on from that what do we think of the song itself because it has like the like latin intro and outro kind of things I think it's kind of neat I think it's neat I I feel like as far as it's strays the furthest away from the premise that we've gotten so far whereas i'm not sure it has anything to do with this picture that was taken this at all. guy's nothing <laughs> i don't I, no he's not jess no he's not like this guy just looks really angry <laughs> you've never done an angry nut okay whatever um, it does see screen it's an angry nut um th- that's not even my band hedwig and the angry nut <laughs> bruh brit i think the song is fine it's fine it, for a character that is known as like the knight and it is about like a knight and a good lady and all that, it doesn't feel very, I don't know, medieval aside from the Latin at the beginning and the end. I think that that was more of a setup and, and really it was about a, a guy in New York doing the same thing because that's what most musicals are about. <laughs> or it Ryan Scott Oliver imagines straight people do like in their everyday lives periodically. Let's talk about Make Me Happy. <laughs> And you know I'm a total dick But you make me happy all the time Oh baby, you just do the trick Like when you know I need my alone time And you keep out of my goddamn way Which makes me happy, 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 happy Baby, never go away Cause you make me happy Oh, you make me happy Oh, you make me Happy, oh, you make me happy, happy. Oh. What's what's this image, Andrew? This image is um, it's a still from the trailer for that fucking video game that was like a big thing. Remember, remember that? No, where they took happy pills. Oh, we happy Every, few. People in the audience, yeah, people in the audience remember this. We okay. happy few. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's 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 a still from the trailer for that. <laughs> All right, I'll or, take or your word for a, it. Or from a depression pills ad. Are you um, feeling sad? Take Viagra and then you'll turn happy. In all actuality, though, it's it's two people walking with happy face balloons from Walmart in front of their face. <laughs> Forrest Gump made those. Yellow fence. And there's a yellow fence. Um, and it's cloudy. I like the shadows kind of make them look like aliens. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. It's like South Park aliens. Yeah. Um, I, I don't under- know if I understand this song. <laughs> I mean, the there, first line of this song is so stupid that I crack up every time. Why don't you remind us what the opening lines of the song are? Is, is it, you make me happy all the time even though I'm a fucking dick? Yep. Okay, yep. That's what I thought. And then her yeah. line is something similar, too. Like, something equally as cringe, which is like, oh god, I'm trying to remember. It's like, equally as vulgar. Um, You make me happy all the time and that is really fucking rough. Still, you make me happy all the time. Oh, baby, I can't get enough. Um, this is from a time in musical theater where just throwing a fuck word in every now and then was, was gold. It's the Spring Peak Awakening time. Comedy. 
the comedy. Um, this is the funny song because they swear. I wouldn't even say em. that this is really that funny. It's just kind of two aggressive people that think that they make each other happy, I guess. The genius lyrics say that it's described as a couple using each other as a happy drug. The other person in the relationship makes them feel happy and not truly joyful. They say that they need each other to be some kind of happy with their own faults and issues. So basically, it's people using other people to cope. But there is one lyric I want to talk about, which is like right before the song ends, it is. And I know I don't deserve you, but please have faith in me. I'm working to be worthy. And soon you're going to see. You'll see. Which is an exact lyric from the next song. And I know if I didn't bring that up, other people would point out that I didn't bring it up. And the next song is The Seraph. Seraphith. Seraphith? Seraph? The Seraph? I think The Seraph. This is Michigan Education going for you right now. I journey toward a goodness that he exemplifies. Wise and cool and clear and human. In disguise The angel leads me onward He watches as I sleep The angel thinks I've got some kind of soul to keep I feel him rest his seraph head Warm against my chest don't know why it should be but by the angel I am blessed. Um, Andrew, what is this image right here? Uh, it looks like a guy on a catwalk and there's a bright light. He's facing towards this bright light. So... This is about faith. I think that's pretty obvious. It's about an angel and a sinner and the angel helping the sinner who is going to maybe sell their soul to the devil. Um, in the literal sense, it is someone that is about to sell their soul. An angel saving someone that sold their soul to the devil. In the metaphorical sense, it's just a regular person trying to help a person become better, uh, which he doesn't think he deserves. And in his relationship to God... They repeat the verse. No, I don't. Des I know I don't deserve you, but please have faith in me. I'm working to be worthy. You'll make me happy all the time, which is the same lyric from the previous one, which I guess implies that maybe using God as a crutch to make you happy is equally as unhealthy as using a human being as a crutch to make you happy. Or maybe it's just to tie the two together. Maybe, maybe, the, the maybe I'm reaching here, but um, I actually think this one ties into the image pretty well, all things considered. Yeah. I think so, and I think reusing um, reusing lyrics is interesting. Um, usually, you see like you reuse like melodies or something like that, but reusing lyrics is a, an interesting way to tie two songs together. Uh, yeah, and I don't see many lyrics reused in the show, and I don't see many melodies reused either. Um, let's do one more song, then go into a mid show. Garbo, she's done with her dirty work. Heel breaks, she slinks down to fix, splits the seam of her skirt. 
In this Waverly gutter, she's giving up tricks while a shudder is a flutter of clicks. Cause she looks just like Jesus in the liquor lit spot with a tear and a tear in her side. And so I capture the moment I caught Giving frame-changing shame to pride So what's the next image? All right, the next image, and this one is weird to describe, I guess. It's, it's like a, it looks like a, a street curb or maybe a rooftop. I can't really tell. And it's reflecting what looks like uh, graffiti, and it, it's like a top hat, upside down top hat and an eye it's it's a very strange image yeah <laughs> um what do you think the song is about and how does it tie to the image uh, <laughs> what oh god yeah genuinely i don't know this one i could not i could not parse i could not parse it either i don't particularly love this song to be honest and maybe that's just kind of my um feeling um but apparently the song talks about the exploitation of painful circumstances, captioned art, in this case photography, for the sake of profit or something like that. Um, it's a pun on Catholic belief of immaculate conception, which is that the Virgin Mary's conception without original sin. The notable thing here is that the prefix switched from the conception to deception, suggesting that art can deceive the perceiver through the way it's framed and presented. It keeps in line with the main theme of the relationships that the musical has as a through line. This one being the relationship between the photographer and the subject. So maybe this is supposed to be like a pool of blood. Like, um, I think it's just the the image in there looks a little like freaky, and this I, I do think it's just a puddle. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> am I am I reaching here too much? Because there is like a little bit of red in the puddle. It is a black and white image with like red highlights. Yeah, but like if you turn your head to the side, it looks like the Babadook's cousin that no one. Yeah, liked. that I was gonna bring that up too. Yeah, it did kind of like, look like the Babadook. Like that. Also, Catholics made up that immaculate conception thing to show that Mary wasn't cheating. I don't believe that. She fucked God. I know this. Yeah, I she proof. had sex with God. God doesn't actually have to follow the rules that say you can't cheat. So it's exactly, fine. God can just or have kill. sex. Do with you know wants. how many people God has killed? At least three. <laughs> At least three. At least. <laughs> but you know who else has definitely killed at least three people? Our wonderful patrons. How All about we go into a this show <laughs> <laughs> and talk about them? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Sorry to interrupt you in the middle of the show, but we've got a show to you. Today's show is brought to you by the extremely kind donations by our donors over at Patreon. Andrew, what is Patreon and what's going on over there? Oh, man. You can go to Patreon if you want to get... Uh access to our unedited live shows Ooh. which uh, we got video with this episode in particular i think is important because we're showing off the images uh, that go with each song um and i'm sure that andrew's gonna cut out a lot of this and there's just a lot of extra content in general we have like commentary tracks and and just other things that we wouldn't put on our normal feed. Yes, and Andrew and I are going to do a lot more of those. Liz and I have some cool things planned. I love yeah. our Patreon so much, and hopefully sometime we can get back to doing those meetups. <laughs> yes. I miss them. Yeah. Yeah, we miss you guys. <clears throat> um, our current patrons are Melissa Goldman, Danielle Renix, De- The Peasant Chick. Wow, changing names on me? You're not allowed to do that. Just the Stampede, Elon Cassidy, Monica Thoreau, Brent Black, Nathaniel Stacey Coombe, Joseph Evans Green, Mary Lou Choquette, John Vanales, Russ Walker, Musical Hell, Emily Gracie, Kyle Summers, Janae C, Scoot in the Technicolor, Dreamcoat, Liz Lim, Nothing is Certain Except Beth and Taxes, Thesbian, Roger Benjamin, Jessica T, Mitchell Young, Chai Teacup, Chris Marcote, KG Marie Anastasio. Trevi Joseph, Layla, RJ Narijas, Julia McLennan, Bjorn Hermans, Toriana Fraser, Sammy, The Adequate Amount, Jacobson, Lyanna Morton, Angela, Kaylee Blazier, Cinemageddon Reviews, Villainous Miss, Sofiana Ali, The Omega Geek, Paige Pearson, Maddie Wargle, Lisa Erdman, Anna Loskatova, Sarah Denblecker, Evan Ball, Zachary Torres, Rora Morasso, Mara Forloin, Lisa L. Possessed Washing Machine, Nick Roten, Puffy Boy, Julia Hardy, Sydney Hicks, and Beal, Billy Clifton, Andrew Wright, The Red Caboose, Gold Plated Kikimura, and literally as we were recording, we got a brand new patron, so I added them real quick. And this is <laughs> Julia Baldors Dotier. I a cool name. destroyed that cool name. name. Um, but they give us a little extra financial support that helps us keep the lights on here at Musical Suchis. If you would like to join them in supporting us and get tons of fun perks, come join us over at Patreon. And Andrew, would you believe that we got more iTunes reviews since the last time we chatted? That's crazy. Also, I just want to point out that would be Baldur's Daughter. What did I the say? last name. Baldur's Dotier. <laughs> Baldur's. <laughs> 
I sounded like the Swedish chef. <laughs> I went full Swedish chef on that one. <laughs> it is um, all right. Are you ready for the first review we have? <clears throat> sure. This is from OOV. Um, and their title is, well, that happened. <laughs> oh my God. They're stepping into our world from a, from a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, their review says, I did not think the previous awful review would be read on the podcast. Honestly, I am impressed. No things change. The show is still great. Look forward to seeing what comes next. So we read their previous review, which apparently was just nonsense and they didn't think would be read, but then we read it. <laughs> so they changed their review. It's still a five-star cool. review. Um, Excellent. Here is a, 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 a not so much fun review. And this one has the title, Dear Evan Hansen. Of course. Oh, God. I assume this is regarding our original Dear Evan Hansen episode from, I want to say, 2018? Five, six years ago? That's fine. We were right about everything. Um, they said, the Dear Evan Hansen episode was offensive. If you're not autistic, maybe don't criticize those on the spectrum for identifying with a character in a musical. You don't get to tell autistic kids or depressed kids that they're stupid for liking a show just because you didn't get it. Not everything's about you. Well, I don't think we said well, that in the episode. it's actually our show, so everything is about us. Not, uh, not gotcha. to be that guy, but you can make your own podcast, too. Like, there is no law stopping you from it. In fact, if you told me you made a podcast, I would share it. I mean, an episode that early, we, maybe we did say that they were we, stupid. It was your 17th episode. It was our we 17th. We might have said they were stupid. We did not. Um, I did go back and re-listen. Um, I did say that a lot of people did think that Evan Hansen as a character was autistic, but I did also go into the fact that Ben Platt himself debunked that and said that was not the case. We don't that, think you're stupid. We no. just think that maybe you should... Think a little more critically about the show if you actually identify with Evan Hansen. No, and it's also just <laughs> fine if you identify with Evan Hansen or identify with the show. You're allowed to disagree with us. That is yeah, a you're fine to. thing to do. But I do think you should think more critically about the show if you actually identify with Evan Hansen. I, think I feel like even the writers don't identify with Evan Hansen. Evan Hansen, <laughs> even in the context of the show, is uh, a cautionary tale. It's like agreeing with fucking um, Travis Bickle from Tra Taxi Driver. You're not supposed to, guys. That's fine. I mean, not everyone's going to like our show. That's fine. Yeah. But In fact, I think uh, our show would be worse if everyone liked it. Don't judge us on an episode that early. I mean, yeah, it was we did a second episode on it, even. Listen to at least the second episode where we had our thoughts a little more coherent. Or our <laughs> third, like, Patreon commentary. In fact, me and Andrew just recorded a commentary of the Dear Evan Hansen movie over on Patreon. And you should go join Patreon. Um, yeah, it'd be great. How about we get back to the show and... Um, leave Luann! Fat lip is drying, the bastard's bacon frying, the shine around her eyes gone bust and bleeding. He shouts, girl, set the table, but he knows she ain't able. Her arms done broke, hung limp like yolk, and softly she's repeating. Leave Luan 
why don't you march out that door Southern woman, he ain't no good to you Leave Lou and Louisiana once more But it's you dying on her ruby plains And yet This is a song that is a full story, a full perfect narrative. Um, it is lovely, zero faults, truly a perfect piece of musical theater. Um, sincerely, I have, in my, my own personal life, tried to get rights to this song to do a short film version of it. Like, that is how much I love this. I think it would be you a know, great, like, little movie. It isn't one-to-one, <laughs> but I was thinking thematically... And narratively, there's a lot of similarities between this song and the short from, I believe it's Creepshow, um, where, uh, is it, is it Ted Danson? Are you talking Ted about Danson, the, yes. the drowning one in the sand? Yes, the drowning one in the sand. I think you're reaching it. That is a Are bit of a sure? stretch, but I love that short. I love that short too, Are but I sure think it's I'm a stretch. Are you sure I'm stretching too far? I mean, she drowns herself in a swamp and then she comes back to She doesn't drown herself. No, no, the husband dunks her head in. That makes it even more similar. <laughs> no, he doesn't dunk her head and freeze her in the sand and lets the like the things no, like Ted the waves get her. Drowns her in it's, the ocean. It's Leslie yeah. Nielsen who buries both of them in the sand. Yeah, he buries them he in the puts ocean. A little they drown TV and then they come back. It's so cute. And then they come back to haunt him. Yes, I see. I see the I see veil that connection. <laughs> I don't know. There's not that much to both of these stories, and I feel like those are a lot of similarities. <laughs> If you take anything, they both watch drown. The they show. both come back to the haunt the guy that killed them. The thing that's most haunting about Lee Luann <laughs> is she decides to drown herself because it's better than dealing with her husband. Like that is honestly yes. the most yeah. horrific. All right, describe the image and let's describe the plot of the song. <laughs> the image is a man wearing a, a deer head that is on a, or holding a deer head in front of him that's on a, the the, oh my god, what do they call those? Like a trophy? Yeah, like a plate or something. Stand. Uh. Yeah, um, and honestly, it's terrifying considering my history with uh, deers chasing me. Oh, that's true. Um, but also, it's kind of like a Evil Dead 2 vibes. Yes. Um, yes. I do not see quite how this ties into the narrative, aside from, like, maybe the husband hunts. Yeah, there's like a Louisiana thing as well. Well, like, I think hunting kind of isn't like there. a specific thing in Louisiana or like the, the no. South. Like, even in Michigan, there's it's a hunting not, but- culture. If you live in New York City and you think of the South, you're thinking of some shack where somebody has one of these hanging over their face. I guess. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the visual imagery, like, like we already, I have an image of what Luann, her husband, the dog, the house, the bog, everything looks like. It is like perfect musical theater storytelling. This is as perfect as a musical theater song can get. It's really good. And you could, I got the entire story just from one listen, which is great. That's good storytelling. And literally, it makes you want more of it. And it's a ghost story. It is like a battered kind of wife kind of revenge story. It is truly incredible. This is, uh, I I can't say enough good things. What do you think of it, Liz? I love this song so goddamn much. I love it so much. Um, Having, I won't go into it, obviously, but I've been through a, like, semi, like, abusive relationship in my early, my, like, early 20s. Like, I connect with these a lot, and the storytelling so goddamn impeccable in this thing. It's so beautiful. Also, I watched, like, six animatics of this. <gasps> the animatics are perfect and of this. And they're so good for Lee the Wan. Like, 
just look up Leland Animatic on YouTube and you'll be living. Um, I love this song so much. It's so impeccably done. I've listened to it like four times since then, I think. And my favorite part of this song, and we're not going to spend nearly as long on the rest of these songs as we are on this one, just because this one's so good, is the little fiddle melody where after Luann escapes, they just go silent, and then you get this little fiddle solo, like, it is so good. Everything about this, I, zero faults. Um, I love this song. Listen to it. If you listen to anything, listen to this. Now, let's move on to Mama Let Me In. Shut me out. I am here. I am here. Mama, don't shut me out. Mama, don't shut me out. Oh, don't you hear my bang and shout? This time, the Christ imagery is locked behind bars. Yeah. Uh, it's, is, that, is that Virgin Mary That's or something? Virgin uh, Mary. Yeah, Virgin Mary, and then it's, it's photographed from behind a, like a barred window or now, something. And there's also like a lot of red. I do have a question, yeah. and this is a legitimate question. And is it still photography if you do immense amount of photo editing afterwards? I yes, think a, I would say it is. I think that's fine, but if you have a different view of things as an actual photographer, I would see why. I don't. I just am curious. Like, um, yeah. I, I, I think mult mixed media is perfectly fine. I just think it kind of moves away from the photo idea. But I'm often wrong and ask a real photographer instead of me. Um, I think that it's fine. But yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe it strays from the premise of like, we just took pictures and then wrote songs about it. When, well, we took a picture and then edited, edited it heavily and then wrote a song about that. Yeah. But, you know. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not opposed to it. I don't really care. I get what, what is the song about Andrew? Uh, it's about a child wondering why their mother is shutting them out. And with the image, it's like, why is God shutting me out? There's a lot of questioning about faith in this show. I'm getting apparently didn't love this song. Kind of, kind of a, a real downer after leave Luann kind of gets you pepped up again. Uh, but let's move on to the next leave one. Leave Luann was just, leave Luann just felt so fun and yeah. like, uh, I mean, Good. fun I for, like, a story as dark as that, but yes. All right. Why must we tell them why? Alex Brightman decides he's going to turn on a school of rock for a song. Why must we tell them why? Some require an explanation for why we make the things we make. Why rules must break and for whose sake? saying is, look, all we're saying is, all we're saying is, look, look, oh, 
I mean, just yeah, like a Fall Out Boy song. Yes. He tastes like you, this only one was sweeter. way more, like, energetic than any of the previous ones as far as, like, electric guitar and shit. Am I thinking of the right song? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's the only Rocky uh, one. The picture Rocky is... <laughs> I, I don't I don't really know what the fuck's happening. A, a man is trying to snap his own neck and then there's like a silhouette of him like jumping. It, it's like three photographs spliced together. There's a bar like in front of the camera and then there's a guy like trying to snap his own neck in different poses. Why are you trying to make sense of it? Why must we explain why? Why must we tell them why? It's all about conformity, man, and why you have to justify your art, and why do you have to explain everything you do, man? So it's like Stick It to the Man yeah, from it, School of Rock, a, but different. Uh, how is it different, though? I don't know. I'm just trying to use a descriptor because <laughs> I don't same. remember this song very well. They even have the same, like, vocalist. It's true. Good lord. This is Twisted Teeth, a vampire story. picture for this one is the best picture. I like this yeah. picture a lot too. Uh, describe it's what we're really seeing. Cool. Uh, I can't. I can't figure out what the fuck it is. <laughs> but I think it looks cool. Uh, there's like It's like black and red and like there's a lot of lens flare and something that looks like a, like a spider It looks like a Rorschach test with like human beings because I see like the human being kind of aspect and it's like reflecting each other. It looks like a horror poster but like repeated four times. It's cool. It looks like the Silence of the Lambs poster a little bit. Like, that's what it reminds me the most of if it was, like, tinted red. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's the best It's the best picture, I think. I like it the best. It's picture. a love so song about a woman who happens to be falling for a man who is crying in the dark and discovers he's a vampire. He bites her, makes her a vampire, and then from then on, it's ambiguous whether their relationship is one of genuine love or just because, you know, they're both love vampires, so they have to be with each other. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. This song kind of washed over me. Yeah, I song is like whatever. The song is like whatever. I got the vampire thing on first listen, but I didn't really. It was like whatever. This is fine. <laughs> the picture was cool though. I saw the picture and I was like, "That's cool." The, the picture is really cool. <laughs> what did you think of it, Liz? You're you're a uh, uh, True Blood fan, right? I have never seen True Blood. Uh, I've only seen the first Twilight <laughs> in full. Um, a shame on me. Um, and I don't honestly. I don't mind vampires like they're fine i'm like, not a fan of vampires i've seen like enough. the first half of the vampire diaries season one that was cool i saw I vampire academy in theaters because my girlfriend really wanted to see it it was like did she read the book she did okay that makes sense then that makes a lot more sense it was our first valentine's like day one sec what's up andrew can i talk for one sec about vampires <laughs> yeah, yeah sure i don't yeah, like sorry. the direction that vampires have gone i don't understand why they're all romance now and whatever vampires are like the perfect criticism of capitalism 
Um, and we never use it. I don't understand why. I love you so fucking much, Andrew. <laughs> I don't say that <laughs> enough to you. <laughs> Would you? Like, it, it, it's literally like it's a guy who lives forever and feeds off the blood of poor people. It's some like, versions. And they yeah. live in a fucking yeah, castle. Yeah, I'd say they are like, like the aristocracy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite version of Dracula is the Udo Kier one, who whenever he drinks non-virgin blood, he just like gargles for 20 minutes straight and like nearly dies. My favorite version of Frankenstein is Udo Kier too. Yes. We, we've moved so far away from like the vampires being about being monsters that drink blood and move towards like, well, they're romantic and like, I feel like the romantic part was the part of vampires that was the least interesting. Like, I don't well, care. Well, no. I, Dracula like seduces women, whatever. No, Twilight Full. is not the full <laughs> thing. I blame um, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula um, adaptation for a lot of what would become of this. And we can't avoid Anne Rice as much as I do think she is a quality writer. She did a lot of work to try to make vampires sexy and cute. Just, I, I want another, like, Make the vampire not sexy and make them a fucking monster. Have you seen and the bring descent? Bring Helsing. He's cool. Yeah, that is the descent. Yeah, that has some like, scary which, fucking. Those are va- vampires. Are those vampires? Those are vampires. Are you, are you talking about? A... Are you talking about the cave yes. movie? Yeah, the cave. The cave. Oh, I love the descent. The that fucking movie is great. Yeah, those are not vampires. vampires. That's not vampires. Those are vampires. Are you shitting me? I thought no. Those no, are those, those are like are goblin like, monsters. Those are like cave monsters. Yeah. I swear to God, those are vampires. Those are not no, vampires. They're like cave monsters. Anyway, You're I like this vampires. One. This song is fine. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Vampiric Reapers from Blade 2 were the inspiration for them. Well, they weren't vampires. They, they were, still weren't vampires. They didn't suck anyone's necks. They just broke people's Blade, legs. The Blade movies are fucking awesome, though. <laughs> Some motherfuckers <laughs> try to ice skate uphill. <laughs> Always trying to skate uphill. I, I will use that sound clip any chance I get. <laughs> um, is this from Blade 1 or 2? That's from Blade 1. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen any of the Blade movies. That's why I'm asking. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let's talk about hemming and hawing. She wouldn't pull away like you did today, though you know how I like PD. I'm proud to be with you Well, I was She wouldn't pitch a fit Wouldn't bitch a bit When I leave her alone With my friends Cause she'd like them And they'd like her They'd like each other And oh You're so not perfect Yeah, oh Let me count the ways But oh I'm gonna leave you one of these days. Yeah, that, that's about what back. I expected this image to look I'm like for the song. I'm gonna zoom back out because I just wanted to show the texture of that other print because it's really cool. You can uh, this image is, it's like a, it's like yellow and it's a guy standing facing the camera. There's a swing set and there's a girl sitting on the swing facing away from the camera. Is there something romantic about swing sets? legitimate question because they are often used as shorthand in romantic movies so when you're kids and you swing on the swing set and you swing together it means you're married oh oh it's child marriage (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
I was married to a few people in elementary school then. See, so. I was the the weird autistic kid that would try to race between um all the swingers and try not to get hit by them. So it was a game where you'd run between all the people currently swinging on the swing. I did that as well. Uh, that was very fun. <laughs> That, that what does that mean? I got kicked in the head a couple times. <laughs> oh yeah, I got knocked my ass to the ground for the one kid that was like aiming for Why people. Why would you do that? Because you had to see. It's how... funny. <laughs> you had to see how athletic you are. You had to be better than the other guys. For the people who are just listening, my hand is firmly in my face. Um, you didn't do this. I can't go on the swings anymore. I get my my head gets like dizzy now. I I don't know why. Um, the one. I used to love going on the swing. I broke my wrist on the swing um, when I was a kid. Um, I caught. That's pathetic. I know it is. Um, it was because we were, I was we were playing that game and one person knocked me backwards and I just <laughs> my wrist back. I I broke my arm uh, playing dodgeball or kickball because a table fell on me. Wait, what the? F- Wait, where, why was there a table? Yeah, we just had we had <laughs> these tables. The lunch tables were in the gym and they would fold up into the wall. Oh. And somebody didn't latch it very well, so the ball hit it and it fell and hit me and landed on me. That sounds like you could have sued the school. I definitely could have. You could have died. I definitely could have died if it hit my head instead of my arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here so we can talk about uh, hemming and hawing. <laughs> um, the school refused to pay for the medical. Are you shitting my dick? What? <laughs> Fuck that, wherever you lived at the time. I'm taking it that no one gave a shit about this hemming and hawing. It's a song about a... No, no, no. Let's let's talk briefly about it. Um, Hemming and hawing is perfectly adequate. Anyway, moving on. Yes. What's this image look like, Andrew? This is for Cut You a Piece. Fucked up, and Jessie, she was peerless, so of course they fell in love. Jessie let Jules know what was wrong with him, and Jules stopped using and binging and pissing his whole life away. Jules told Jessie he'd die for her, which, looking back, was the right thing to say. There's a guy laying on the floor, and then there's a girl laying on the floor with the pictures upside down. Or it's the guy, or it's the same guy. I can't tell. It's a girl. <laughs> no, it's a girl. And the other guy, the guy kind of is like Jonathan Groff. A little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these are secretly Broadway performers, because um, the photographer is also one of the most prolific Broadway headshot photographers out there doing things. I kind of feel like these two pictures should have been like merged like the first image was. Like the the very first one, the Wonderland one. I guess, but I think the 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 separation is the big thing because um they fall in love and after their wedding, the deadly car crash. Um, Jesse is killed and Jules is left to live on. This song is really good. Um, truly, it's hard to talk about this one because it is just an emotionally affecting number. Um, and truly, kind of sets up the world. And I like. Here's the thing I really hate about sad songs is they are always from the point of view of the sad person. I like that this one's kind of omniscient 
it is just describing a story and the sadness within it. Because, I don't know, I find whining in songs a little annoying. But if you are describing a situation, it feels more apparent. It's the reason why Mr. Tanner as a song is so effective to me. It's not Mr. Tanner whining about not hitting his opportunity. It's about just the story and you take it away. So I like that part of that about this. And that's why I think it's more emotionally affecting than, say, the last song about um, two people that just couldn't make their marriage work out. I was going to squeeze that in, hemming and hawing. Um, yeah. But yeah, what about you, Liz? Yeah. Oh, about this mm-hmm. one? Oh, uh, I liked it a lot. I think the it really does capture the emotion of, like, losing your partner and then wanting to move on, but always having them in the back of your head. And it really does, like, capture that loss very well in a way that feels real in an effective way. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 out of 10 song, probably my second favorite after Leave Luann. Now we got to talk about the one that everyone talks about. It's the favorite song. It's everyone's fucking favorite song. It's the Ballad of Sarah Barry. Everyone's in a cover. Everyone's done an animatic. Let's talk about it. the image uh there's eight girls and then there's a ninth girl and her head is circled with red with a red marker all right now let's talk about the- they are all in separate images in the same location let's talk about the song then um high school song feels very heathers heathers carrie something like that yeah uh girl murders other girls to be prom queen it's like the opposite of carrie it's how carrie should have ended (laughs) (laughs) while this is probably my second favorite song of the entire album i think it's a little overrated i thought the other song was your second favorite song um that was only the second favorite up to this point oh Oh. if that makes sense sorry if i stated incorrectly so i mean overrated is a not really a judgment of quality not at all no no it's a great song i like it a lot it's a different feel than everything else it's Somehow a little, it's a lot, probably the closest to leave Luann to any of the other songs. It's like a dark kind of horror. I wish there was just a lot of dark horror songs, truly. I feel like this would be a much more, it would have connected a lot more with this specific group of three people on this podcast. Um, You think it should have been like a horror anthology, like a certain movie? (laughs) Yes. If it were like (laughs) Trick or Treat. (laughs) You think if it was if they made a creep show musical, it would be pretty good. Have you been watching <laughs> the creep show shutter series? I've watched no, the I first episode. 
I hear it's uh, good. It's it's pretty good actually. Greg and Kara does a lot of directing. Uh, the first is it better first than story Creep is based Show on too? a Stephen King short story. So mm. maybe that you ever well, see. It, it wouldn't be Creep Show if uh, Stephen King wasn't involved. Didn't meteor shit. <laughs> and that was some of his best acting work. We are literally recording this a day before Halloween, so we're kind of in that spoopy mood. Yeah, I, I honestly, the other thing with this one is that a lot of the better the better songs were like dark themes. So, I don't and know. I think that's kind of it's Ryan like, Scott Oliver's bread and butter. Um, and I mean, there's several attempts at what I would consider horror songs in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so but yeah, I don't know. When they're it, done it, well, they are better fits. than most musical theater songs, and that's truly it. And I feel like. As much as we are kind of like, well, that's not really a song we have interest in. The ones that work really fucking work. Yeah. Also, Sarah Berry, I know, has like 15,000 animatics on it. 100%. They're all really good, just to be clear. I feel like this album was made to be turned into animatics. Yeah. So there is a the problem with this show, now that we're basically at the end, because the, fi- the finale is yeah. just a reprise. It's just all the songs together. Yeah, there's yeah. no more pictures. Um, that was the last one. So... There's a problem with the show that I think is that as a show, it just doesn't, I don't think it makes sense to like sit down and listen through all no. of this. I think you should just pick the ones that you like and listen to those because every song is like its own, its own thing. You don't really need to listen to all of them. There's no, there's no, you're not going to miss anything if you, you know, skip straight to leave Luann and don't listen to anything else. <laughs> you're not going to miss anything. <laughs> well, that being said, Andrew, quickly, let's let's do a list of all the best songs in order. All right. Oh, man. My Jesse, are you typing this yours, or am I typing? You'll type, but I'm going to X them out. Okay. Where, where should I type uh, Just at the bottom of the screen. Oh, man. Am I am I have to pick all the no, songs? No, you and I, I are going to order All three of one? us are doing it, but I'm just going to cross them out, and Liz is going to okay. write them. No, so okay. So start from the top to the bottom to make my life easier. Yep. Uh, the best one is Leave Luann. Hard to agree with everyone. No one's going to disagree. Yeah, I don't think there's... Uh, yes. No one's going to argue, I don't think, here. Yeah, and then second is uh, Sarah Berry. Yeah. I like to cut you a piece better. Re- okay. Okay, we're going to have to have a... I like Sarah Berry better. Are you... All right, I guess that's two to I th- one. But... I think Sarah Berry is better, and then cut you a piece is a very close third. Okay. Um, and then... Oh, uh, here's where it gets I like Car- I would probably Carolee next yep I agree yeah <laughs> yeah agree I agree um and then probably um on oh no um the Seraph Seraph probably next I was gonna say the Seraph yeah alright and then yeah, oof gosh now this is now, where this, this, is, this is where it gets this is hard. where it gets hard not because we love them all here I here I would probably put either I think the party goes uh, with you. The party goes with you or twisted teeth. I'm gonna go the party goes with you, then twisted teeth. Because I agree they're next to each other, but I think party goes with you is a little bit more interesting because we're sick of vampires. Fair. Then I I'm gonna argue good lady and then on Monday. Actually, no, Crazy Town deserves to be above both of those. Crazy Town just for being weird. weird. And then Okay, what was the oh, wait, good lady? Yeah, Crazy Town, Good Lady, then on Monday. Okay. I want to put the rock one here after that. Yep, and um, do, 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 where? Oh, the Fall Out Boy one? Yeah, why must we tell them yeah. why? Also, I kind of want to say, I think Stop Time probably should have been before a lot of these. <laughs> oh, yeah, Stop Time exists. I, I think Stop Time should have been above a lot Let's of these ones that we're talking about Let's put that one now. above... <laughs> I'd put it above Crazy Town, at least. Uh, I'd put yeah. it right above Twisted Teeth, honestly. <laughs> right above Twisted Teeth, and then Make Me Happy right after everything else we said. 
Then Mama Let Me In, because that song bores the fuck out of me. And then <laughs> is Hemming and Hawing really the worst song in the show? No, you forgot Immaculate Deception. Okay, Hemming and Hawing <laughs> and then Immaculate Deception. Is that all of them? Yeah, it's all of them, aside from the transitions. That's all of them. Uh, you could probably just put the finale next to... The finale is kind uh, of its own time. world, yeah. It, it's. I feel like it's just stop time again, but they mix a little bit of the other songs yes. in there. So, our official, <laughs> our official uh, 35 millimeter ranking is Luann, Sarah Barry, Cut You a Piece, Kara Lee, Seraph, Party, um, Stop Time, Twisted Teeth, Crazy Town, Good Lady, On Monday, Why Must We Tell Them Why, Make Me Happy, Mama, Hemming and Hawing, and Immaculate Deception slash The Finale. And you know what? What is our overall thoughts and our overall, and our cheese ratings? Andrew, you're first. Oh, man. Overall thoughts, uh, this is, it's like a big mix of, it's a big mix of good and bad. Um, honestly, I think for the most part, it's good. Um, I, we made like a ranking, but I would say, you know, probably all the way down to like number 12, I still think that they're mostly good. <laughs> like, m- none of these are really like bad songs or anything like that. It's just, some of them are peak, and then it, there's just a big mix. <laughs> so I guess as far as the cheese rating, you have to give it like a cheese platter, I guess, and the cheese platter of a shit ton of cheeses, and some of them are really good, and some of them are not. You know what? That is <laughs> as healthy an answer as you are ever gonna get. Um, Liz, what about you? This it's one of those things that has like extreme highs but lows that are like, why is this here? Like it's gonna be really good, but it's either middling or just like okay. It's overall, I don't hate that I experienced this. It was really good. It was a really good vibe in general. I just thought some of the songs were kind of meh. Um, so I I did enjoy Le- Leland and Sarah Berry and Cut You a Piece. Always great. I liked most of them in general. It's just a lot of them are kind of like, would I listen to them again? No. Did I hate that I heard it? No. Maybe. So I'm going to give this a French bread pizza from your middle school because sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's just kind of mediocre. Hell yeah. Um, I like the show. It's fine. I still kind of like Drew Gasparini's album a little better. It does a lot of the same things in a format that I kind of prefer and has more songs that I remember and enjoy. And it is an album I return to a lot more with a lot of the same cast members. Um so maybe that's just a me thing. But if you really like these songs, go watch the animatics. Support the local Broadway fans that are turning this into a different kind of art and interpreting them because they are doing it better than your brain can. Um, and I'm being so sincere when I say that. Um, so my cheese rating is going to be paneer. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I love Indian food and paneer is used in Indian food, but if you use it incorrectly, it tastes horrendous. But if you use it well, it is the most delicious thing you'll ever eat. So I think that's a good kind of description for this. If it's done well, you will love it. If it is done poorly, it probably won't hit you in the right way when you're on the toilet. All right. On that note, Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever the fuck else at Musicals with Cheese. We're on Twitter at Cheesy Musicals. We're not changing it into X. It'll always be Twitter. We're on Patreon Musicals with Cheese, Instagram Musicals with Cheese, YouTube page Musicals with Cheese, Patreon Podcast, Patreon with Cheese. Email us at musicaltheaterlifts at gmail.com. Our keeper of the cheese is Juliet Antonio. Here is something for you, Juliet, as an ASMR fan yourself. Leave Lou 
This show is edited by the one and the only Andrew DeWolf, and he's doing a fantabulous job. Our themes are created by Andrew DeWolf and Robin Nash. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform. All right, guys, is there anything else we have left to say? No, I just have make me happy stuck in my head because that's stupid first line. All right, we'll see you next time on Musicals with Cheese. Leave Luan. Leave Luan. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.